Wake up in the morning after the weekend to get an update on the NRL. Me legal counsel. Wake up in the morning after the weekend to get an update on the NRL. My legal counsel. Hits of the week and scandals on Monday. A story from Jack about a urinal. My legal counsel. Welcome back to Legal Counsel, coming at you live on Sunday, the 4th of September, long weekend, October, long weekend, beautiful morning here in Sydney, Portier, finals are with us, wow, uh, is with us as always to help us discuss the greatest game of all, one test Thunderino and three-time controversially ex-Hong Kong board, Hong Kong Rugby League board member, Jack, how's it going, mate? Yeah, very good, thanks, mate. Uh, Our game! Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it's good. It really is good. And I'd like to say that I was one of the fans of the uh, O'Reilly system, is that what which, it's you know, was one versus eight, you know, which gave us that amazing mm. Warriors win over the storm. Mm. And I probably have been until this morning where I will, I will admit probably McIntyre reigns supreme or I prefer, I prefer it just because I think, I think the McIntyre system can't give you the sort of storm roosters, I don't, sorry, sorry, roosters, um, Panthers, storm eels games that we got over this weekend. Um, not as consistently, so I think that is one mm. of the the big uh, drivers for having the the McIntyre system. Mm. Um, but yeah, just just love the step up in intensity from especially the you know the the two the top four teams we've seen this weekend. Mm. Wow, just great rugby league. Fuck, it's been good. Yeah, what's been your highlight? It was my highlight was last night the storm. The storm were my highlight. They were they were down twelve nil. A real sort of freaky first try. Charge down off Cam Smith a minute and a half into the game, and that early try, that Eels try, cost me uh, a little bit of money. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, and then another try, and then the Storm were playing so fast. And what what I loved your quote. You said. They're too fast for themselves. They're too, they were too good for themselves. It was like when you know when you had a training run before like a big semi-final or something and, and sometimes you had maybe like a captain's run on the Friday or, or the main practice on the Thursday um, and you're just going fucking so fast and you, you it looks fantastic but you just keep making mistakes or you know that last pass doesn't go to hand because everyone's just got too much juice in them. The Storm were... Running 70 metres, going side to side, and then just doing a stupid pass. Maybe, you know, often sitting with Brinko Lee. Um, yeah. But it was it was bound to click. And they they looked the best out of all the teams so far to me. Um, that The players that were stepping up for them that haven't been at their peak in, during this maybe this season in particular, like I saw... I saw the Vunivalu 
of, you know, three years ago. I saw I, I, last night was probably the best game I can remember seeing Ado Carr playing. Pappenhausen was unbelievable. Cam Smith, brilliant. Those impact players, you know, they made a couple of mistakes along the way, like your Brandon Smiths and Tino, Nelson. They were brilliant. Um, the edge of Kenny Bromwich was just destroying that edges of para. And the storm looked unbelievable. They still leaked 24 points, though, which would probably be a big concern to Bellyache. Um, is that a concern to you, that the storm who are going to be probably having the week off and then playing Roosters Raiders. Is that a bit of a concern, 24 points? I think it would be if you're Bellamy. Um, but if you've got a coach to sort out those leaks, uh, that's the guy that will do it. Um, yeah, again, Melbourne were very impressive for me. What really got me is they just have – they can attack you from anywhere. Oh. Um, the sp- they got speed down the middle with Pep. Um, Smith can sort of piece a try together out of – out of any, out of nowhere, um, there's just an Edo car. Like I was actually surprised by you saying, "Oh, this is the best I've seen Edo car play." Like the guy's a kangaroo winger, mate. He's oh. a fucking good footballer. Like whether that, that translates to Tigers is another story, but we'll talk about that another time. But yeah, just the the the, the attack and the points of attack Storm have are brilliant. And they and I said on I said last night I said. They are the best barge over try specialists in the game. Do you know what I mean? Where they mm. run an angle and someone, well, you, they did it last night with Je- when Jesse scored that beautiful try. But usually it's not that easy. Usually there's actually has to be some physical um, domination that they can usually bring out with Tino or Nas just running over a, a defender. Yeah. I just, I, I feel, I, I yeah, I feel if they can, if they click, if I, if they click, um. On attack, they've got the points there, and then yeah, I guess as you say, it's just those, uh, it's just those those points from the opposition that they should be able to uh, seal up. It's interesting that you say the point of attack and the great teams of our generation. Um, you know the various storm sides, you know some of those great Bronco sides, Roosters, but I don't know if they've done this as much. Even our favourite Warrior sides, the, when the point of attack goes you know, 80 metres of the football field. And, you know, when you're coming up a great side, what scares you most is when they start shifting it at pace early within their own sort of 20 or 30 metres. And that's what the Storm were doing last night. They're attacking from so deep. Um, and the, their tries were like long-range 70-metre build-ups. And they were just like ripping through the middle, Um you know, when I did say that about Ado Car, it was just the physicality. He's not a big guy. He's putting hits in. He looked yeah. as fast as ever. Vunny, I did, I just, Vunny looked switched on. Now, I don't know if this is him going to um, rugby union, but he has been just a guy that puts the ball down largely after having an enormous start to his career. A real strange career, if this is it for Vunny, in that, you know, when he came onto the scene, he came onto the scene with the same fanfare as Sivo and Radradra, but he hasn't gone on to their same heights and he had a pretty average kind of last 18 to 24 months this he, he kind of it was probably the year before last where it was just just average but last night he had the fire yeah. um and the confidence that the storm have on attack uh munster i think is only a, a strained medial he'll be back in two weeks time the confidence with their ball in hand do you think we need to come up with a name for this thing you know 
when you score a try, right, and momentum is going your way, and the, the after someone puts the ball down, and the, if there's a tackler on the try scorer, the team, the attacking teams, speed yeah, at which yeah, they yeah. rip the tackler off, yeah, like yeah, pick yeah. him up and rip him off, and then potentially the words or the banter that they give that person, and usually that person's lying prone on the ground because he's just gone, fuck, they just scored. And there's eight guys running over to go and congratulate the try scorer. There's nothing he can do. It's like him being basically in an alleyway with eight people robbing him. There needs to be a name for what, you know, when you're ripping him off. Jerome Luai did a brilliant one on... um, who did he do it on from the Russians? Flanagan uh, and Flanagan, like it almost looked like someone karate kicked someone. Like I think it was Luai, like trying to retaliate back. But Flanagan got hurled off on Friday night. We need to come up with a name for that. Oh no, the catapult! I don't know. It's just it's a. I know what you mean, and then you can sort of feel that that team has just they know there's a momentum. They've scored. Yeah, every try, uh, other like in those top the top four games this weekend, there's just been so much passion. And mm. again, that goes back to McIntyre. It means so much this top four game. Like it's mm. a real fight. Like it's not sudden death, but fuck it, it just gets you. Imagine having to go like you've put everything at like both losing teams, Roosters and uh, probably Eels. not so much. But they put everything they put everything out. They left everything out there, right? And now they've got to turn up probably today or Monday or whatever, get back in the pool and then in the ocean. get up for another another team that is gonna be pretty desperate. Like they beat they'll beat themselves to beat the teams next week. Yeah. I think both teams will, but it's just they they've got a bit of hope and hunger. It's just gonna be it's just it's not a, it's more than annoying. So is, is um Cadaver is a dead body, eh? What's cadaver? Is cadaver oh, a dead body? Uh, I don't know. Cadaver, C A D A V E R. Yeah. Look at that. I think it's called. I think it's a dead body cadaver, and that's what it should be because, because like the way that you pick that person cool. up, yeah, the tackler, you lift him up, and it's always a dead weight because the tackler doesn't want to be moved. So it's like lifting up a dead body and just throwing it away. So. I think yeah. cadaver is quite a nice the cadaver. Cadaver throw. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's, uh, it, it, it's, it's sort of brought it, been in, the, and I think, well, I've, we're seeing it this week, uh, obviously a little bit more, um, but it happens every week. But I think, yeah, it, almost every try has had that because, um, yeah, just because of the passion that once you score in a final, how much it means to them, which has been, Look, if I had to give some, if I, I guess, if I had to give some uh, uh, criticism of this year's NRL, and I'm not really criticising because this is a part of league, but yeah, the, the eight and the bottom, top eight and bottom eight have been split quite a bit, so you haven't had the intensity in some of those games the last, especially the last couple of weeks. Mm. So just having those these big games and uh, and seeing that passion has been really good, and the cadaver throws, you know, we. Whether we see any today, we'll have to keep an eye out for. So anyway, so the Storm Eels. Okay, so I want to, I want to ask you on the Eels because Sivo's gone, Ferguson's under a crowd cloud, Nia Corre is going to get done. Um, one of the when you say one of the disappointing things about this year, I would say it's the amount of people staying down in the tackle and the amount of tackles that are in the neck region seems to really have increased. 
which is what Nia Kore did, put pressure on the neck. Um, the Eels are going to lose some some big names. Let's start. Or let's let's work onto the Eels side because they showed a lot. They they were playing as good as they'd played since that magnificent run early in the season. So it was awesome to see that the Eels were there. Obviously, Dylan Brown's not at a hundred, but he means a lot to that team. Um, everyone knows that I'm not a Mitchell Moses fan, but he conceded at least six line breaks last night. And I think they conceded. T- I think they had ten line breaks or something. The um the storm. Yeah. On one side you had Wonga Blake, who was the human turnstile, um, like an old school, uh, primary school swimming pool turnstile, and he was just an absolute embarrassment. You know when you, it's that the speed of which someone beats you, and then you do like a three sixty or a one eighty. Sorry. You know, when it spin you around, like that is, oh, he yeah, was yeah, getting yeah. spun around. Like and spin cycle. He, yeah, spin cycle, brilliant. Um, good NFL term, putting him in a spin cycle. And on the other side, Moses, it was clearly a tactic. You saw a sofa Salamona and um, Tino, they were changing direction and veering straight for Moses. And Moses, just go low, mate. Like, he has got an okay one-on-one low tackle, Moses. He was getting beaten all ends up multiple times. And I said on Twitter, legal cancel last night, it just fucks me off that Moses does comes under no scrutiny. He comes under no scrutiny for when he has shit games, which has been often this year. And, you know, you're talking heads. I'm talking to Kronk and Innes. You know, the balls that Kronk had, when you, when you heard the spray that he gave Sean Johnson at the start of the year, which, who knows, could have um, kicked Johnson into gear for what it was a, Really good season. Imagine him giving that to Moses. Like, he's just, this guy is somehow just escapes criticism. He was absolutely awful last night. Yeah, he, I mean, we've never, we've always known his defense has been, uh, Mm. he got it together, I reckon, his defense for a little bit. Well, at least it wasn't as obvious, the mistake. But you have, yeah, I guess you have brought up a, a point that he almost needs it from the media. Yeah. Kick his ass in the gear. I, I, I think that's a very good point. And whether it's being related to backdoor Benny or something, and he's pulling a few strings, but yeah, they don't. They uh, they leave him alone. They leave him with a ten, uh, a, a, a ten foot pole in terms of giving him some critical uh, analysis. Mm. Um, Wonga Blake. One thought I had last night. Uh, talking on. Fuck, sorry, I've just I wasn't. That wasn't a very good response. But fuck, I've just had a deep dive on cadavers. Yeah. You walking? Jesus, there's some photos on uh, Wikipedia. Good word though, eh? I got it off. Um, have you seen that? Uh, the Jinx. What the Jinx with Jim Carrey? The Jinx is a a five part HBO series from quite a while ago now, or HBO, one of those docos. Um, Personal Jinx. It's a yeah, like J I N X. It's yeah. a really, just a really interesting, good doco. And that's when I heard the word cadaver for the first time. It's um, a doco, not a fictional series. Uh, it's a fictional series. It's kind of one of those okay. narrated ones, you know, like a bit of a whodunit style thing. It's good. Like, you know, like how to make a murderer kind of thing. Um, Give it a go. Anyway, so back to my thoughts on the Eels was do 
I mean, Blake Ferguson was a good centre. He's mm, slower mm. than he was. Um, yeah, he was. I mean, I don't know. Why is it? Put Wonga Blake on the wing. He's he's as fast. You know, he was, you know, making ground on Pappenhausen. He, he is electrically fast. Um, do you just put Wonga Blake on? And it's a big call, but they need to when, do big things. Yeah, when what, did, remember when Ferguson was like, was that the, I can't remember, was that the World Cup or 2015 try? Was it 2016? I'm trying to think now where Ferguson was like the best kangaroo on tour. He was the best Australian. And oh, I think it was 18. But they didn't play anyone in 18. Him and Dugan, they had a preseason test. Oh, you're 17 into 18. And was he playing centre or wing then? He was playing wing. Yeah, okay. Fuck, he was good. He, um, he was very good for the kangaroos. So was Dugan. Yeah, I know. It was just they Mel got them lifting up. And I just... So, yeah, but look, I mean, uh, you just Waka Blake... Uh... They have to do something. They, they have to do something substantial because they're going to turn up next week against um, the winner of the Bunnies Knights, and we'll get into our thoughts on that game. And... It's clear as day where you attack the Parramatta Eels right now. And if you've got any second-row wing combinations that are any decent, you're going to direct a lot of traffic on the edges of the Eels. So, um, yeah, look, the Eels did show a bit last night. I just want to talk about Clint Gutherson. What a player. Like, I know he's a bit of a a bit of a knobhead, but I bet you if you met him, he'd, you would love having schooners with him. Yeah, he's just a fuck his whinging goes on. Oh, I, that's the eels, mate. It's in the I water over there. The just, their, their arms flail <laughs> like a fucking seagull. As soon as something happens, it's Moses and. Ah, oh shit. Moses and um, uh, Gutho's arms are like flailing like a fucking seagull to try and get the rift to do something. And oh, that uh, Jar Hughes went up. And you know, obviously it was a penalty because uh, and he and Jar apologised, but he just carried on. Fuck, but yeah, some I, I agree with your Gutho. You look at him and you can't fault his effort or his uh, intensity. His will, sure. his will is like he wills that eel side on. Like the the second try when he got um the ball might have been a bad. It was a knock on. Um, right, that's actually brilliant. So. Uh, it was on the right-hand side yep. of the storm. Jar, I think it was Jar, tried to put uh, Edo Car, who came out of position, mm. to just use his speed and power mm. just to break through a hole. But he bought, fumbled it, right? Mm. And then it went straight into Gutho's hands. And mm. Gutho, I don't know if this is fluke or he just worked it out. He goes, that was Edo Car dropped it. Mm. He's not on his wing. And just went right out to mm. uh, Virgo and Wagga Blake that did one on Olam because Olam didn't have the... Didn't have uh, Ado Karen scored that try, but that was I got. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. He did that on. He he knew Ado it up and went right. It was brilliant. It, Gutho wills that team on, and he's just a. He's one of those guys that you know he won't let you lose. He'll he'll just keep getting you back in the game. Um, I'd pick him in the New South Wales squad. Like, they're talking about Pappenhausen there, too. Yeah, I think Pappenhausen would be interesting. Putting him on a wing, um, he's pretty small. Um, you'd probably attack him with a kick, wouldn't you? I, I would probably rather have Gutho on a wing than Pappenhausen. I'm not saying he's a better player, but in terms of the makeup of a side and a squad, 
Gutho can play anywhere, can play six, can play one, can play wing, he can play center. Um, just hugely, hugely impressive. Yeah, and I mean, literally, Gutho just, he, he plays that classical fullback, you know, up the, um, up the guts, mm. that offload. Uh, he does it really well. You, you, what's your nickname for Pappenhausen? Sonic the Hedgehog. I actually, I actually saw quite a few Captain Planet references on Twitter last night too. Captain Planet Housen. Because yeah, he's, but got, he does, he's got the haircut. Yes, you're right. Um, but Sonic, so get, he runs forward, doesn't he? He runs really, um, he leans forward a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Real Slater-esque. And that's where I get that Sonic Hedgehog thing from. Yeah, It's a rotten haircut. He's actually, okay, it's interesting. How did, how did the, I think he's former West Tiger. Yes, Junior. Oh, I, I don't is, think he was like a dyed-in-the-wool, you know? He probably had a cup of coffee. Uh, junior, but it's just so funny how there's no way the Tigers could have got this out of him that the Storm have. Yeah, it's really interesting that you say that. I was, I was listening to someone um, say, they're talking about Patrick Mahomes in the NFL, and you know there's 10 teams ahead of them that drafted players over him. And they were saying, you know, would he be the same player if he was in those situations? Because he's yeah. just in the perfect situation with the in the perfect offense with Andy Reid, who's just an amazing play caller, and it's just set him up for success. And you know, like, there's other quarterbacks. Andy Reid is his coach, is it? Pardon? Is Andy Reid his coach? Yep. So, is Andy Reid the former quarterback? No, Andy Reid's the former coach of the Eagles. The big guy. That looks like the Walrus. Who's that big red-headed quarterback? Andy Dalton. Don't he's he's now with the Cowboys, but so putting someone in a great situation, which which is definitely true with the, say a quarterback position. There's other first round picks that have just been in terrible teams with terrible offensive lines, and they just take sacks the whole time. You know, and you look across the rugby league, the Storm is the master about creating the best possible situation for people's talent to shine through, or for journeymen to play just a really really good part. And you should always be super weary of signing someone really good money coming out of the storm. It hasn't ever worked great, I would say. Would you say, would you say, has has Tohu Harris's signing been a success for the Warriors? Fuck yeah. He is, do people know how good he is? I think Warriors (laughs) Warriors fans do, and maybe people that play fantasy, but do people know how good he is? Yeah, Ben Hayden, I sort of Ben Hayden, you know, a colleague of ours in the Middle East, sort of named as uh, NRL Team of the Year, and he didn't have Harris at second round. I said, "What about Harris?" And he's like, "Oh, yeah, actually, sorry." So I think he got it, but I had to remind him, you know. It's just a, I think it's just a systematic of being in the Warriors camp, which gets no media attention and doesn't really get focused on. And there's so many good second rows. Like you, you, you can, you, you can go okay with any, you know, number of second rows out there. But, you know, you people throw up, oh, yeah, Kikau, big, you know, flashy, big player. But Tohu Harris has, him, has a better season than Kikau. Yeah, oh, different, different players, right? Well, but, um, you've got to pick someone for an award, mate. you got to styles make fights. You, you saw the UFC yeah. last week, didn't you? Uh, no, what uh, happened? Just a good clash of styles <laughs> with, with Costa and Adesanya. Um, oh, yeah. But, um. Oh, who won? Did the Charlos? Did the Charlos both win last week? Yes. Yep. Good. 
Uh, talking boxing, by the way, audience. All right, wind it back. The storm are just fucking awesome to watch. This is, I think, this now, like this storm iteration now, they're great to watch, aren't they? They're so fucking flashy and exciting. Brinko Lee, we've said it all year. There's going to be a centre that comes in in the Chase Blair mode. The Dane Nelson, they kind of come from nowhere. They establish a spot, and you're like, how did he get a premiership ring? Brinko Lee's always had some flash to his game. He's yeah, he's, he's always been rated highly as a junior and very, and he's one of those guys that you you know if you're a league follower you keep seeing them picked in junior teams. Yeah, and then you're like he's going to be good, and then he comes to first grade. You're like fuck, this guy's a, a mongol. Oh, so he's not player in. He he has got dynamic offensive uh, ability. Yeah. But he just can't put it together, and his defence is, um, oh fuck it! I heard him once from a Canterbury Bankstown, um, fans. to Canterbury Bankstown fan describe him and uh, who was he playing next to? It might have been like Montoya saying that they should open up a motorway in Bankstown called the Lee Montoya Highway because there's just so many <laughs> points scored down that side. Um, <laughs> But Lee was like, he was offloading too much last night. He just needed to keep it in. He was shitting. He shat on Wonga Blake like you would not believe. It was just embarrassing. Um, name Brinko Lee's, uh, how his journey, his first club, second club, third club, onto the storm. Brinko Lee's journey? Yeah, your name is, just go through it. So it's Raiders? Yeah. Um, just a youngster with his cousin Edric, mm-hmm. trying to find his feet in those sort of big raiders. Hype. Big hype, big hype, big hype. Yeah, yeah. Then he went to the dogs, right? Yeah. And just well, he just was in a uh, a poor culture. Uh, struggled. You know, you always when he got named, you're like, oh, and you had money on the dogs or whatever. You're just like, oh, he might come right now. You know, when mm. you he's one of those players. When he gets named and you got money on the, or you're picking the, you're like, oh, fuck, he got picked in the secondary school, so he's, he's due. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, and who was the other one? Like, oh, that was one with Fon, uh, oh, Titans. Suli, now Suli. Titans. But, uh, Suli, I was always like, um, because he was fucking getting dropped from clubs and stuff, mm. and it took him a while to get going, mm. and I was just like, he's going to come right, because. No, he, he's got to be good if clubs keep picking him after fucking keep sleeping in and playing PlayStation. And he and I was right. Mm. But hey, what did you ask the question? Brinko Lee obviously finished up at the Titans before he came to the store. That's right. Far out. Um, all right. So, Storm, week off. So, is he a journeyman? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Storm, week was- off, get healthy, play the winner of Roosters. Raiders. Let's go to the Raiders Sharks last night. Sharks yeah, so, played really well. Yeah, yeah, and let's be honest, that game I think went to script. Yeah, I think probably the closeness surprised a bit, surprised a few. The, the final scoreline, um, only of 12. I know a lot of punters who took the minus 13 and a half. Um, were devastated by that late last um, consolation try. Um, the Raiders, that, did you see that quick tap from Whiten? He didn't quick tap it. 
Boy, he just missed his foot. He, he didn't even do, he didn't even try. He didn't what? He didn't try. Didn't even... He just picked up the ball and ran with it. It's so funny, right? Um, how referees all year never allow the quick tap and never allow a quick tap when you're 25 meters out from the line. We're talking like five percent of the time they would let that happen. They let it happen mainly because he got caught off guard, the ref, and yeah, you're almost right. you know you're at that point where fuck. It's too late for me to blow the whistle now. Yeah, yeah. And I reckon when Wade, like, you could see his face. When Wade had the argument, he's like, I was about to challenge it. He was, he was looking, you could see in the ref's eyes that it was about to, um, he was wrong almost. Because, mm. because, and I actually do believe Wade was going to challenge that. It turned the game. Yeah. And the Sharks were, like, the Sharks' forwards were fucking rolling. Um, Tracy actually had some nice moments, but unfortunately, Tracy and Chad just the the final little touches and losing Braley, who was I mean that again that was a turning point. If Braley had stayed healthy, and dare I say it, if Johnson was playing that game, the Sharks went. Yeah, I mean, look, if Johnson was playing that game, the whole the whole weeks lead up to that yeah, game different. would have been different. Like it would have been a good game, but yeah, that was. Probably oh, for me the 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 most leading up this whole week it was the one I wasn't really fired up to watch. I mean, it's good though. Uh, and again, five thirty slot, so hard for me to watch. Um, but yeah, it was good. And yeah, the Sharkies and they had nothing to lose, did they? So they came out, started well, and then yeah, the, you're right. It was a turning point. But that's yeah. If they were good enough, they would have they could have won. Mm. Um. Is this the last sort of throw of the dice for Andrew Fafida? Well, it's the dice has rolled off the table now, isn't it? Maybe. I but just I mean, saw him. I just saw him, you know, running around with a god awful haircut, jogging, yeah. coming off the bench. I'd just like to see Fafida for these next two to three years completely change his his outlook and see if he can squeeze some. A little bit more out of the career. I, I don't want this to. I don't want Fafita to fade into the sunset. He's too good. I know he's got mad issues, but yeah, I, I don't mean, want him just to just to fade out, eh? No, I mean he's oh, he's, he's thirty one now. Is he? Um, yeah, because yeah. So two thousand. Remember we watched that preliminary final two thousand ten. He came off the bench. He's mm. so he's been around like. I'd be surprised if he oh, he could retire, mate. He could. He, he would be a good club man. Now, now, I know he's one of those guys on the field, and he's had his issues in the past. But I genuinely think people would like having him around the club. Yeah, I, I, I don't mind Andrew Fafita. I like I, him. I, I want him. Like, That's why I, I do not want him to fade out. I want more from him. Yeah. Look, let's see what happens with it. Get look, fit. so Sharks Raiders. It went to script. Um, G. Whiten turned it on, didn't he? Yeah, he's he's a good, he's a good player. Whiten and Williams. So my my, my uh, initial uh, frustration with the Raiders it was just no one out there, you know, controlling it, and they were letting the Sharks get over them, and they were a bit of deer in the headlights. But that can happen in a finals game, and I was really happy to see that Williams and Whiten just took over. And that's what you want to see if you're a Raiders fan. I, I'd look. Yes, the Raiders can beat the Roosters, but I would not be feeling super, super strong about my team at the moment if I was the, if I was a Raiders fan. 
Yeah, I just got I just think that I almost think the winners of the five to eight games have a little bit of a. Of course, they do. They have a little bit more of a momentum. Uh, a momentum switch, and I think Raiders. I mean, Raiders came fifth, right? Mm. Uh, I don't know. It's going to be. Look, it's going to be another good game. Um, and there's going to be talking points. Did Raiders come out unscathed? I believe they did. Yeah. There's chat that Josh Hodson could be back. Oh, I did hear that. And I've seen some photos, but... I mean, the Starling... I mean, Starling did show Starling's some glimpses of... really good, but Hodson... I think it's his, it's his leadership they're probably missing, eh? Yeah. Oh, that's what you mentioned last night. You said, well, you, you said who's leading the Raiders around the field, and then Whiten showed he's the leader, and Williams, but... Mm. You're right. Him out on the field gives what them just another leader, someone that can influence the ref. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if Ricky would do it. I think you. I think if he was fit and available, I think you you would just because he's got that grand final experience and stuff. Mm. Yeah, no, I agree. I do think Tom Starling's playing better than Hodgson has all year though. Um, so Cronulla out of the comp and just what a mat season. Yeah, look, they... Didn't beat a top eight side all year. And yeah, to be honest, when I looked at it, they were... They actually got in because of the draw. They were playing so many not top eight sides. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, bye, Sharkies. There's, there's, a, li- there's a little bit to like there, though. There's got some good talent coming through. Panthers, yeah. Roosters on Friday night. What an introduction to the finals that was. Gee it whiz. Was brilliant. Like... Fuck. What a what a Friday night! And didn't the Roosters come out of the blocks quick? And they needed to, didn't they? They yeah. needed to because the Panthers are that side that they are playing fucking well. The Panthers. So the Roosters came out really fast and 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 hard, ten nil. And then you know you're getting a bit emotional and going, "Oh, I told you this is the Roosters. How good are they?" <laughs> and just the uh, yeah, we've all talked about how rugby league such a momentum game, but the momentum shifts in that game were epic. The Brett Morris, so they were up ten nil, ball in hand. Morris gets tackled over the sideline on the second tackle, and then the Panthers go down the field and they end up getting a Mansour try, and that gets to ten four. Then a huge turning point um, when Liam Martin. Knocked the ball on into the player, and the the speed at which the video ref just dismissed it was concerning. Um, and they got yeah, that try off the Twitter sphere. Generally, believe, I think all rugby league people believe that was a knock on, right? Uh, I mean, Mark Guyer came out and said it was a, mark, a knock on. He's a he's a fucking Panthers f- yeah. legend. Yeah, and to be honest, I respect Mark Guy in terms of his league knowledge too. Like his league feel. I mean, he's yeah. a front rower. Just... Like he knows it's a, it's a loose carry. Oh, God. And any day of the week that is. And then they score on the post with Cleary. They go bang, bang again. Um, yeah. And, you know, any other team in the NRL rolls over and gets, gets fucking fed. Um, and they lose by 30. The fact that the Roosters came back and were down 29-28 with a set, Josh Morris gets 
unlocked down the left-hand side. Can't quite get a ball in. If he did, it would have been a try. And then they have a long-range field goal attempt to draw the game. was unbelievable. If I'm the Roosters and I see Trent Robinson up there in the booth, old school, slamming the doors, saying, get up, you soft cunt, and all kinds of things. Never seen that emotion on Robinson. Um, Was... The Roosters, they weren't quite there, and I think I know that they, they have to get Jake Friend back. He is the key to that attack because there was too many times when Lussick and then Orbison were just taking that half step out of dummy half, and it wasn't really getting Cleary front foot ball that he could, you know, that pace at which the Roosters play at, and I think that they'll be doing everything that they can to get Friend back, and I do think Sunnyville Williams is a big end because Nat Butcher is just a zero. He was pretty caked the other night, yeah. So um, there's a couple of things that the Roosters can do. Roosters Raiders, no doubt, is going to be a fantastic game. It's the grand final replay. It's at the SCG next weekend. Yeah, it's going to be a, it's going to be a huge game of footy. Um, it'll be the pick of next weekend's games, I think. What do you uh, think of the Panthers? Oh, mate, they're good. They're just, again, when you talk about the Storm being fast, the Panthers have got that speed, but it's a little bit more controlled Yeah. Um, on both sides of the ball. And look, I fucking hate Nathan Cleary. I don't know what winds me up about him. Just his head is... I feel like he's got like a saloon passage to where he's got with a, where his old man is. But fuck, he's a good player. Um, and as I've said, he's actually... You know, everyone's shit. But he... The kangaroo halves, if you're picking tomorrow, are Cleary and Munster. So... No, they're not. They're Cleary and Kerry. Fuck off. They are. Why would you pick Kerry? You've got Cameron Munster, Mate, who oh. is incumbent. Is he the incumbent? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fuck. Yeah, Kerry can't even make the New South Wales team. Oh, he will this year. You know, but he went, fucking hell. What, will he? Yeah, well, who's going to play ahead of him? Cody Walker? <laughs> They won't pick him. Even if they should, they won't pick him. Um, yeah. Well, I don't know how they think. Now, Ke- Kerry and Munster is a, is a legitimate discussion, and, and I agree. Yeah, you can't go wrong with either of them. They're both such good players. But um, is Kerry that good? Fuck you, Raiden. But... Hang on. No, when, no, I'm just saying that he's had a fantastic year. He's with the Roosters. And, yeah, look, if push comes to shove, I'd probably go with the incumbent Munster. Don't put me in as a Kerry lover, just like. Just all of a sudden. Okay, okay. we read the international football, but yeah, the, the the Panthers are just fast, quick. Men saw again. I was thinking about you talked about Vinnie Valo as having sort yeah, of yeah, good call. But he, he he was really good. Then he just sort of had a bit of a injured, so injured though. Injured, yeah, yeah. But then he's now he's back. Like fuck, he's good. He's, he's all he the was, way back. He's all the way back, and it, he'll be remembered as a great winger. Mm-hmm. Um, you've obviously got the weak. So if you're playing the Storm and you're looking, uh, sorry, the Panthers and you're looking for weaknesses, obviously Crichton's defence. Mm. Um, I think you can get a couple of line breaks out of those. And so that would, what side would he be on? It's Morris was marking him, wasn't it? No. no. Manu, was, Manu was marking him. I was disappointed in Manu. Actually, Manu... Uh, did nothing. No, he did something. He had a couple it, of nice... Little touches. When you see it, you're like, why the hell are they getting him the ball? He, he doesn't know? get the ball. Doesn't go his way. They they often direct all of their traffic towards Josh Morris. Crichton is <coughs> an unbelievable talent. 
but his his defense is shaky. And if I was the Panthers, Brett Naden, got to go. Yeah, so Naden that was marking Joshua. Look, but fuck, Naden yeah. isn't. I don't know. Like Josh Morris, he's gonna beat better players than fucking Brent Naden over the. And he Brent has, Naden and did he, a lot of just sloppy stuff. What about that? Um, he ran, and onto the short kickoff, <laughs> he ran, and just touched it before like the ten. 10 metres. Oh, it was pretty close, though. I mean, oh. if it go 10, he scores a try. So, look, I, I'm a bit of a Nate. I think Naden's unfairly... Well, what do you expect? Like, is there somebody... There's not, like, a centre... This is a club football. It's not, like, a centre waiting in the wings, is there? Well, I mean, Dean Fade was originally the centre before he got injured. Now, I, I do have it on good yeah, authority for... Yeah, in finals football, mate. You, you no, can't you can't. Just... You can't replace him. You've got to go with what, yeah, what's got you there. But they, they do have players that you can expose, the Panthers. Now, if the Storm come up against the Panthers and they have edge issues, you saw what they did to the Eels last night, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I still think if Panthers and Storm playing tomorrow, I still think Panthers can get them. We'll get them. Oh, they just got so much momentum, but you just... Fuck, I mean, what, are they going to win 18 in a row or something? Jeez. I okay. mean... Lui! Wow. A couple of weeks ago, but again, when we went, we wow. tried to this park in the middle of 2018, and he did a he did the Warriors in, mm. and you know we as Kiwi fans sort of kept a lot on our excitement because we're just sort of like, well, he bit the war a typical Warriors performance, and mm. look, we've seen heart Kiwi halves like this just blow out, but fuck, he's good. He is such a good compliment for clear. He's brilliant. He's brilliant in his own right. All right, I want to turn our attention to this afternoon. Are we talking 4, four o'clock? 4.05. Um, yeah. ANZ, that big chasm out there. Um, okay, Rabbitohs. Corey Allen, Alex Johnson, Campbell Graham, Dane Ngangai, Jackson Paulo, Cody Walker, Adam Reynolds, Tavita Totola, Damian Cook, Tom Burgess, Jaden Sewer, Bailey Surinan, and Cam Murray. Coming up against Kalen Ponga, Edric Lee, Inari Tuala, Bradman Best, Heimel Hunt, Mason Lenor, Mitchell Pierce, David Klemmer, Kurt Mann at nine, Daniel Safiti, Lachlan Fitzgibbon, Aiden Guerra, Mitchell Barnett, it's not my go. Mitchell, it's not my go, Barnett. Um, I'm not going to read out the benches, but the... Um, what did he say, though? You're a back cunt. Get back in the backs. Oh, he said he said get back cunt. Didn't say the BL or black C word. Um, but with PG, I could, I could... Look, I'm not... I don't know what happened, but I could... If PG's in the middle there, you could say get in back in the backs, cunt. Yeah, yeah, sure. And the smoke this fire. Um, so, what's your tip? God, it's actually the more I, the more I, and more I think about it, the more I think knights. But they sometimes just if you think, you obviously go that way. So rabbitos are my tip. Yeah, but it's it's, it's an interesting I one. It, I think it's going to be the the this game is going to be not like those other three high scoring ones. I think this is the one that's the good old fashioned grind. It's twelve ten. It's sixteen fourteen. It's seventeen sixteen. 
So you've got to go with yeah, who wins the tight games? Who's got the who's got the clutch players? Who's got the guys that can set up for a field goal? Who's got the guys that can do a big carry? And I think clutch. I think Adam Reynolds is right up at the top of the tree. I think Damian Cook is starting to play a lot better. And I think that the the forwards of the Rabbitohs, who are very maligned early in the season, are starting to sort of, you know, um, starting to charge forward. And Cody Walker, you know, Cody Walker is the best player on the paddock. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the way you, you, I mean, you've sold it to me. I'll go the Rabbitohs, right? I just, you've sold that. If you were trying to sell me the Rabbitohs football club to beat the Newcastle Knights, so after you've done it, but yeah, game on the line, is Mitch Pierce going to get you over the line and Caelan Ponga? No, Pong, exactly. Ponga I mean, might do some brilliant stuff, yeah. but game on the line, you know, you 50 meters out, two tackles to go. Cook's going to take one big, beautiful, you know, little dart from dummy Good half. Fun. Looping, uh, yeah, and then to get in the middle to set it up for Anolds. Yeah. Absolutely. So I like I like a tight one. I like Rabbitohs twelve and under um, because I think it's going to be a bit of a grind game. I think that's what Adam O'Brien will probably try and do defence, just try and wear them down, play the percentages. It won't be flashy from the Knights. Put it that way. Um, no, at the end of the day, it's six versus seven, right? So they yeah. are fairly evenly matched teams. And what what were their results this year? I should look at that. Um, the Knights beat them. Okay, that's... they had them. They were up twenty odd nil on them too. But there's a different the ebbs and flows of the season. You know, it's not the same teams. Yeah, I agree. I mean, Rabbitohs won by sixty last week, which is um, like unprecedented. Into when you're looking at the middle of the season. Um, so so looking ahead, if we think the Rabbitohs are going to win, which we do, we go ahead to next week. And we've obviously got the Storm and the Panthers having the week off. We've got finals on seven, two night games, Friday night, Saturday night. Yeah. Which I uh, would you that like that or Sunday? Roosters, Raiders, Eels, Rabbitohs. Whew. Wow. I'd go Roosters, Rabbitohs. I would go... Same. Which means you've got... I'll go Raiders, Rabbitohs. Okay. So then you're going to say Storm Raiders, Rabbitohs, Panthers. So fuck me, the Panthers. Pretty good run into the old... Into the GF there if they're playing the the sixth place Rabbitohs. Yeah, you'd almost pencil in the the a Panthers GF, wouldn't you? A Panthers, so it could be a Panthers Storm or Panthers Roosters GF as well. You just said the Raiders are going to beat them, so it's Panthers Storm or Panthers Panthers Raiders for you. Panthers Raiders or Panthers uh, Storm. It's Panthers Storm for me. Now I I just (sighs) and great flash of. Oh, that'd be a great clash. It really would. That, I've just said. Well, it's always good to have a grand final that we've never, <laughs> never had before. Both, actually, their speed would cancel each other. You'd have a, gr- a great grinding rugby league game, I reckon. Yep. And we've never had a Panthers-Storm GF. No. Um, and it's quite a good mix of huge 
big uh, look at that huge Penrith uh, Western pe- people at the ground versus Storm trying to give Victorian people hope from the shit storm they're in. Do you think? A, I wouldn't mind a repeat of the two thousand and three GF though. Uh, storm ro- uh, Roosters Panthers. Panthers Roosters. Bit of symmetry there. Yeah, All right. Well, there's there's just plenty plenty to think about. Um, fuck, I'm really looking forward to four o'clock today. Long weekend. Couple of extra schooners. Sit back, watch the bunnies roll on. Um, yeah, I'm fired up for it. Actually, yeah, beautiful stuff. All right, you gotta love your league. Gotta love your league. If he leaves me now, it takes away the biggest part of me. Ooh, no, man, please don't go. And if he leaves me now, it takes away the biggest part.